is the moment UFC fans around the world have been waiting for. It's time! Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Red Belt Report. The monthly podcast where we talk about everything going on in the world of mixed martial arts. I'm your host, Bob Phelan. And I'm Brooks Phelan. And we have a special bonus episode for you today with our first annual Red Belt Awards. Now, for any listeners of my other podcast, The Red Box Report, you should know that we, at the end of each year, we do our little award show with best movies and performances of the year. So I thought I'd bring that along to the, the MMA podcast and... You know, go with the submission, knockout, fighter, fight, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Should be a lot of fun. I love end-of-year award stuff. How about you, Brooks? Yeah, I think it'll fit in with MMA nicely. Um, I think it's a great idea, and I'm glad we're doing it. I was, um, It was actually kind of hard to do. Like, some of them were really hard to think of, just the nominees, and some of them were really hard to narrow down. And Yeah. So it was fun to do. I'm glad I'm looking forward to it yeah i'm glad uh i learned my lesson from the the red box awards that you got to keep track throughout the year as it goes a little bit <laughs> that's what uh what i just keep a spreadsheet on my computer after every event i would say any of these fights worthy of any of these categories and so on and so on and still yeah. i'm sure i'm missing one or two probably slipped my mind or if i reconsidered them i would probably think that they belonged but uh, it's just come to be the best way for me to do it. Yeah, it, that sounds like a good way of doing it. It's probably what I'll go off for this next year. Yeah. And the one thing we were talking about beforehand where we kind of wish we had thought of some more categories to throw in here, but since it's the first one, we still have like uh, 13 or 14 categories. So I think for, for the first year, these will be like the basics that we'll have every year, and we'll try to add maybe one or two each year as we go to spice it up a little bit. Yeah, definitely. I think it's a good start. We could uh, definitely expand on it, and it'll be continue to get better. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get right into it. First category is worst fight of the year. <laughs> I mean, the, surprisingly to me, this was one of the hardest categories to, to pick from because... I mean, there are certainly bad fights almost every event, but not so bad that you're like, just, at least for me, that I'm like, come on, this is horrendous, when is this going to be over? Yeah. If it's a bad fight, I'm like, you know, ho-hum, I'll just, you know, do look at my phone a little bit while it's going on, or yeah, something yeah, I mean, like that. For a category like worst fight, it's like, it's really got to be like tremendously bad. Yeah, it's got to be noteworthy how bad yeah, it is. So, definitely. Uh, I guess I'll kick it off. Um, my nominees for worst fight of the year are Roy Nelson versus Jared Rochalt, Ultimate Fight Night 82. This was pretty early in the year because Jared Rochalt is no longer in the UFC. He got cut after this fight. Even though he was on, I think, a four-fight winning streak coming into it, the fight was so bad and his style was so boring that they released him with a single loss. Uh, they pretty much just stood there and looked at each other for 15 minutes and uh, not much action at all. 
Yeah. Very boring. Roy Nelson won a uh, decision, but man, that was one where it was actually painful. It felt like a six round fight. Yeah, like I was watching paint dry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up, I got Kimbo Slice versus Dada 5000 at Bellator 149. Yeah. I mean, this one is noteworthy for many reasons. Uh, Dada 5000 had to be rushed to the hospital for renal failure afterwards, and also Kimbo Slice died, like, not long afterwards. Yeah, like two months after. Yeah. And, um, yeah, both of these guys gassed within 30 seconds of this fight, and it was, like, a shit show from there. And Kimbo Slice knocked him out, but... It's so comical, just it's so bad it's good in a way. <laughs> Didn't even necessarily knock him out. He like just yeah. like, stumbled over. Exactly. Oh man, so so bad. Also from Bellator one forty nine, Royce Gracie versus Ken Shamrock, <sighs> which was actually the main event I think of this of the show. And man, two extremely old guys looking extremely old and. uh I don't even know who won. I just remember thinking how embarrassing this was. I believe Hoist Gracie won by knees in the clinch. If I'm not no, mistaken. No, um, Shamrock, Shamrock got way. like hitting the balls. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a TKO, like real quick. That's right. See, that just awful. that just proves my point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, I have CM Punk versus Mickey Gall at UFC 203. Now, Mickey Gall, it's not his fault. I mean, he's... A young up-and-comer prospect. Uh, he looked great. He hit CM Punk a couple times on the feet, took him down, played with him a little bit, and then submitted him. But man, CM Punk, obviously the hype coming in for like almost two years, I want to say, leading to his first ever fight. The professional wrestler, here he comes, and he gets just embarrassed, and it's it was terrible. It's clear he never belonged. So this was basically a fight that should have never happened, or at least happened in some local promotion so that's why that one's on the list and last and maybe not least we'll see in a minute daniel cormier versus anderson silva at ufc 200 i mean our lists are literally almost identical well this was one of these categories where it's like like we were saying but i mean i don't blame anderson silva here i mean what can he do he took the fight on two days notice coming off a gallbladder surgery and to try and save help save the card yeah and he's fighting a guy who used to fight at heavyweight at light heavyweight when he fights at middleweight and uh cormier did no favors by just laying and praying and uh pissed me off so bad watching yeah, that fight we're really when you watch innocent silver fight you want to just see him do some magic and he had like one or two moments in the fight where the crowd came alive but other than yeah. that it was just insanely frustrating i don't know if boring is the word it just was frustrating to watch yeah definitely i was constantly storming up at the tv watching that <laughs> but five terrible fights how do i pick a winner <laughs> i'll pick the winner my winner will be the one where both of them could potentially be dead right now and one of them is uh kimbo slice versus dada 5000 is my pick for worst fight of the year that's a good list good list and good choice <laughs> how about you <laughs> Nearly identical. Um, I've got Kimbo Slice Dada five thousand. Um, that's a, just an incredibly bad fight. Like you said, they could both possibly be dead. Yeah. Somehow only Kimbo is. Dada like actually died in the hospital apparently. Yeah. Insane. Um, I mean it was just an awful fight. It was embarrassing. Even like Big John was talking about how fucking shitty the fight was. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, it was just crazy. They were swinging at nothing. I mean, they were gassed a minute in. <laughs> yeah, less than it was, it was unbelievable. <laughs> they were like laying on the. It was like a boxing match with like they were like clinching, standing up, but like just like leaning against each other. Yeah, much would have been much more entertaining if it was a street fight on YouTube. Yeah, it was what it pretty much looked like. <laughs> and then I've also got uh, Shamrock versus Gracie. Yeah, you have like, to. Pitiful. I mean, everybody knew it was going to be going in, but then it just somehow exceeded expectations. I mean, the groin shot down didn't get called, which I don't remember if it actually was a groin shot or not. But Shamrock just like balled up, and Gracie just hit him with a couple like half punches, and it was called. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised they didn't do more of these. I thought like once they had this and it did pretty decent numbers, they were going to do more of this type of fight where it's like embarrassingly bad but names that people recognize I'm, I'm yeah, glad he, glad they didn't go down that path too much well I mean Tito Ortiz well, and yeah. <laughs> fair enough but that's even Jail that is, keeps that a little bit relevant yeah even that's way better than Shamrock versus Gracie yeah it's true um but uh, I've also got the Anderson Silva versus DC just cause how fucking frustrating that fight was I was cussing up a storm at the TV watching that fight and, uh, I mean, Anderson Silva landed a couple kicks on DC, but he just took him down and laid on him. Yeah. But uh, then I've also got CM Punk and Mickey Gall because, <laughs> I mean, the CM Punk, one punch he tried to throw was, like, the most girly, embarrassing thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And got taken down, <laughs> beaten up, and choked out. He made Ronda Rousey look like boxing champ. Yeah, right. And then our only difference here is I got Ryan Hall versus Gray Maynard. Oh, see, you hated that fight, and I kind of yeah. loved it. <laughs> uh, I mean, that fight got on my every last nerve. I mean, terrific, crazy Ryan Hall just dropping down the guard so much, and Gray Maynard's non-willingness to fight him anywhere, really. I mean, it's it sucked all around. Yeah, it's sometimes there's one fighter to blame for why a fight is so bad. This one, they both played a pretty big role. Yeah, definitely. And by roll, I mean <laughs> Ryan Hall rolling for ankle locks. Yeah. I mean, what she wasn't even coming close to really getting. But uh, Gray Maynard wasn't going anywhere to try to punch him on the ground or anything. Yeah. So what's but, the winner? All that being said, you got to go with Kimbo Verstada. Yeah. Because how embarrassingly bad it was. I mean, no that brainer. just tops the charts by far. I mean, it could be the last 20 years, and that would be the worst fucking fight of all time. Even with all the freak show fights, are probably, that's probably still the worst fight of all time. Yeah, it's got to be up there. I mean, yeah. I haven't really kept track in the past, but I just can't even imagine anything worse. Yeah. So, yeah, good call. Well, let's slide over to something that's kind of reminiscent of worst, in that someone was robbed. Uh, let's do our robbery of the year category. All right. Kick it off. Oh, uh, you want me to get it first? All right. Yeah, we'll um, alternate. Uh, all right, well, coming up first is uh, the first pay-per-view of the year, an incredible fight, Lawler versus Condit. That yes. fight was incredibly close, and uh, I think uh, I think you could definitely make the argument that Condit won it. Um, I think uh, I made that argument, but... Uh, it was a great fight, but I also think it's slightly a robbery. Um, yeah. Moving, moving on, I've also got something I saw as controversial. It was McGregor-Diaz, too. 
I thought Diaz did enough to win that fight. First go around, kind of on the second go around too. I don't know how much. I mean, I could definitely see how McGregor won the fight, but I initially still kind of think Diaz won the fight. So yeah, um, I remember we were have, having differing opinions on that one, but certainly close enough where to me, in my mind, it's a robbery. Yeah, I'm not arguing against that at all, <laughs> but I don't know, like. I one of those where and like I, I'm sure another one that's going to be on your list where I think it was so close that I wouldn't have been uh, angry either way. Yeah. Um, next up, I've got uh, Hendricks versus Magny from this past weekend. I was just I thought Hendricks flat out won that fight by taking down Magny all three rounds. And I mean Magny landed some shots from the bottom shore and some sub attempts, but still, I mean. Like I said, it wasn't like Hendricks was holding him against the cage. He was actually taking him down and controlling him all three rounds. I thought he definitely won that fight. And some judges had it 30-27 for Magny. Shit, I mean, that's... Yeah, that's the crazy part. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely disagreed with that decision. So, no no qualms there. Yeah, and uh, I've also got uh, Cejudo Benavidez. That was a really good fight. I see the argument for Benavidez, but when I initially watched it, and still when I watched it, I thought there was no... I thought Cejudo definitely won that fight. See, uh, I scored it for Joey B. Yeah. Just but, like, and I'm a big Benavidez fan. I'm not a big fan of uh, Cejudo. And I was pretty biased watching it, and I thought, damn, Cejudo definitely took it. Yeah, see, that's the thing I have to check myself with every once in a while is, like, if I'm a real big fan of someone, I feel like I got to try to remember, you know, don't look at it just from you being the fan of this guy. Try to look at it objectively, and I'm sure it clouds my ju- judgment sometimes. Speaking of cloud of judgment, uh, my last <laughs> nominee is uh, Michael Bisping versus Dan Henderson. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, I thought, I mean, I, I don't think, I think a lot of people would agree with me when I say Henderson definitely fucking won that fight. I mean, he knocked down, he beat the shit out of Bisping, knocked him down several times, landed all the mage bombs, and beat him up. And uh, I definitely thought he won that fight. I scored it for Bisping, but was hoping with all my heart that, that Hendo won. I definitely thought there was some 10 rounds. I mean, I don't know how the fuck fucking... I almost, actually, I think I scored it a draw. Yeah. But that would have been even worse. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't have TJ versus Cruz on here. Oh, I didn't even think of that. It was in January, so easy to forget. Yeah. But I know so, you definitely had it for TJ. I would definitely be one, yeah, one of them there for me. But, uh, but uh, anyway, my winner is definitely going to be Henderson Bisbee. All right, cool. Yeah, I, <laughs> I have some similarity in a, in a certain way. We'll find out in a second. But, yeah, good pick there. Yeah. I also have Robbie Lawler over Carlos Condit at UFC 195 to get the year started off. Again, I actually thought it was a super close call. I scored it for Condit for sure. I thought he won three of the five rounds, but couldn't really argue either way just because it was such a fun fight both guys just left their hearts and souls in that uh in that cage that night but yeah yeah, i don't know i'm just such a big condit fan this is another one where i'm like i I scored it for condit but you know if i wasn't a condit fan how would i have looked at it but i guess i'll never know yeah i mean i definitely thought condit won the fight but it was a fucking hell of a fight yeah yeah so one of, some of these robberies didn't actually make me mad, but yeah. I just 
salt the other way. You know, it's yeah, yeah. there aren't so many. I mean, judges are terrible. Don't get me wrong, but a lot of the times it's on a fight no one cares about, and yada yada yada. Yeah. Uh, a recent one, I have Dong Hyung Kim over Tarek Safadine on here from oh, yeah. UFC 207. I just I I'm in a fantasy MMA league, and I had taken Dong Hyung Kim, while my opponent had taken Tarek Safadine. And this was like a swing fight at the time. It wouldn't have ended up mattering anyway. But I was like, oh, that's amazing. I just lost just because Safdie oh, clearly sucks. tuned him up. And then the judges announced the card. And Dong Hyung Kim is the winner by split decision. And I was I had life again. But it ended up, I ended up losing anyway. But Damn. yeah, <laughs> I just everyone at, at our house was, was in disbelief over that one. Yeah. Next up, I've got Shogun Hua. Over Corey Anderson at UFC 198. Oh, uh, yeah. This one, I actually, in hindsight, I can't remember a ton about the fight other than thinking that Anderson won it. But it was one of these ones where he wasn't active enough to just... I could see how the judges scored it the other way. Because, yeah. I don't know, some of those fights where I thought he was winning them, but if he would have just put in a little bit more effort, it would have been much more clear that he had won those rounds. And that's how I I saw that. But and Shogun, has he ever? He hasn't fought since. I don't think. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think he has. But uh, I was hoping for Shogun to lose as well because I just feel like he's washed up. Get him out of there. Yeah. I also have a Michael Bisbing fight on here, but I have Michael Bisbing over Anderson Silva at UFC Fight Night '84. Uh, yeah. Not this isn't even about the decision. This is about end of the th- or the third round when uh, Silva did the flying knee, knocked Bisbing out, but Herb Dean didn't like he paused the fight. Somehow, like what the, this just happened right, not that long ago where they paused the fight, but then they had to they had to call it over. But this one, they I thought were, the round was just over. Oh yeah, maybe that's what it was. Maybe that's how yeah, it got I think saved, the round but, just ended. Either way, it was super weird because Bisbing was clearly knocked out. Yeah, then he yeah got it was the, definitely knocked out. Then he got the in-between rounds to recover, and he goes on to win a decision, which I think he deserved the decision, but, man, fight should have been over right there. So Yeah, I mean, that was crazy. But, I mean, give it to Mike Bisbing, he definitely came back and fought the next yeah, two rounds. Yeah, I so. mean, that's gutsy. I mean, he got his bell rung and won the next yeah. round or two. So And he definitely won it by the scorecards. It was Anderson fought that fight weird as shit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. On first watch, I gave it to Silva on the scorecards, but on a rewatch, I I definitely see why Bisping won. Yeah, yeah, I thought I gave it to Bisping the first time I watched it. Uh, my last pick is also from UFC Fight Night '84. It's Brad Pickett over Francisco Rivera. This was a fight pass card, and I can clearly remember getting out of work and sitting in my car watching it on Fight Pass on my phone with the 4G internet. And uh, this was the first fight of the quote-unquote main card. That just happened to be when I got out of work. And I just thought that Rivera put it to him. I thought, like, it was very similar to how Faber just put it to him in his retirement fight. And then the judges gave Pickett the decision, and I just couldn't believe it. And it it would be a night of stuff I couldn't believe, I guess. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I actually don't remember that one, but uh, but yeah. So my winner is going to be Michael Bisping over Anderson Silva, just because of the whole the fact that it wasn't even the decision; it was 
like that he got knocked out, all that kind yeah. of stuff. And a lot of the other fights were like kind of I could see how it went the other way, but I just disagreed. So this was just more blatant to me. Yeah, it's crazy that Michael Bisping went on to do that in the my winner's fight too. Yeah, I know. He's involved in robberies. Doesn't matter yeah. which way it goes. <laughs> He's either the burglar or the uh, victim. The criminal or the victim. All right, so let's move on to disappointment of the year. Now, this would be the fighter who came into the year with their stock high and, you know, they're ready to take on the world. And what do you know? Here we are at the end of 2016, and their stock has crashed. Yeah. My first nominee for disappointment of the year is Rafael Dos Anjos. This is a guy who was in my, I feel like he was in my top five or six pound for pound in January after um, beating Pettis to win the title. And didn't he defend it once? No, he was going to defend it against Conor McGregor, right? Then he got hurt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> first, yeah, there's the first disappointment. He got hurt in what would have been a huge money fight. Then he goes on to lose the lightweight belt to Eddie Alvarez on fight pass of all places yeah. it's knocked out by Eddie Alvarez then in his next fight against Tony Ferguson he looks much better but loses a close decision there and goes 0-2 and, and goes from in people's pound for pound list to not even really too close to the uh, title picture at all yeah he definitely had one terrible year <laughs> yeah uh, next up I got Anthony Showtime Pettis as I just talked about when he lost to Dusanius that was the year before but even so, I think I think he started off the year by losing to Eddie Alvarez. I think that fight card was in January or February. Yeah. Uh, he lost the decision to to Alvarez. Then he he I feel like he lost the, yeah he lost to Edson Barbosa. Yeah. He came back in the spring, lost a clear decision to Barbosa. He got his ass kicked. Drops down to featherweight, beats Charles Oliveira, which you know impressive, good stuff. But then just this past month. Misses weight, has to go back up to lightweight, and loses the interim title fight to Max Holloway. First time he ever was finished in a fight. Not yeah. a great year. Got his ass whooped. <laughs> yep. Next up, we got Ronda Rousey herself. <laughs> uh, the build-up. She's back. That's what all the advertisements say. <laughs> and she gone. She gets uh, embarrassed in 48 seconds and might never be heard from again, so I'd say that's pretty disappointing when the UFC <laughs> is banking on her coming back and reclaiming her throne and saving them some pay-per-view dollars. Yeah. That is a bitch. And sad to say, my next one is Carlos Condit, one of my favorite fighters of all time. He started the year giving me so much joy, putting on a hell of a fight against Robbie Lawler. His heart is broken. My heart is broken when he doesn't get the decision. It was a robbery. One of the robberies of the year, as we both said. And uh, <laughs> holy shit, is everything okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's not something that was fine. And then uh, he comes back against Damian Maya, looking where it seemed like he might get an instant rematch against Robbie Lawler at some point. Instead, he fights Damian Maya in the summer and gets submitted in the first round without even landing a single punch. Oh, that was rough. And he's talked about retirement and hasn't fought since. So, yeah, I'd say that's pretty disappointing. Yeah. And last on the list, Holly Holm, who 
Started the year as champion, not you know, on fire. Had knocked out Ronda Rousey, and she gets the the cupcake matchup against Misha Tate, and is winning the fight. But then gets submitted at the last second in the fifth round. That's okay. She's going to come back get a tune-up fight against Valentina Shevchenko to get right back into it. Nope. Loses that decision in a listless performance and. Maybe she could be the comeback fighter of the year in 2017 if she wins that featherweight title. Yeah, she's given the opportunity, that's for sure. (laughs) Yeah. But as for 2016, she is my winner for disappointment of the year. I just feel like she had the world in the palm of her hands after she knocked out Ronda Rousey, and, man, (laughs) she just blew it, plain and simple. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely true. Um this is we differ pretty a lot here. Good, so this, I'm glad. Uh, my first up is Johnny Hendricks. Um, yeah, I can't remember what he did last year. I think he didn't have a very good year last year. But I mean, he came in to start the year with not too bad of a standing eat, but he lost to uh, who did he lose to first? Jeez, Stephen Thompson. Thompson. Yeah, got killed. Got knocked out by Stephen Thompson, then uh, missed weight and lost to Kevin Gaslam. And then uh, missed weight and lost to Neil Magny. Neil Magny. Yeah, I mean, pretty bad year. <laughs> had a pretty terrible year and looked terrible all around. I mean, which is just crazy. He's just totally fallen from grace. Yeah, that's a good pick. Um, my next up is Tim Kennedy. He uh, yeah. had fought in like two years, and but was still in like everybody's top ten middleweights for sure. And I mean, looks. Supposed to fight Rashad Evans, that fight falls through last minute. Twice. <laughs> Twice, yeah. Then he gets matched up with Kevin Gaslam, and I mean, he looks ripped. Everybody thinks he should destroy Kevin Gaslam, and then just gets his ass kicked. <laughs> Literally. He got tuned up by Kevin Gaslam. Yeah, and, that, that's pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, who knows where he goes from there. So, um, next up, I got Misha Tate. Fair, very fair. Yeah, um, <laughs> came in and won the championship from Holly Holm and then lost the championship to Amanda Nunes. Got her ass kicked at UFC 200 main event. I mean, looked terrible. And then lost to Raquel Pennington, looking terrible again. Listless, like you would say. And uh, Retired. Then retired, yeah. Said she doesn't care anymore. Doesn't want to fight anymore. Yeah. I, could, I definitely consider her because... That's a rough year as hell, but at least she had that great high moment of winning the title. That's the only reason. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's why it. she retired, like gave up and retired because yeah. she had done what she right. wanted to do. She had climbed the mountain, so yeah. But I yeah, I she mean, lost motivation, but I mean, I definitely didn't see it coming. No, for, I definitely did not. I, yeah, that's a good pick. And then uh, next up, I've got Kane Velasquez. Um, I don't know, know if he fought at the beginning of the year. I know he fought. Uh, well, I think he was supposed to fight. Verdum in the rematch yeah, in February. That card got changed into a fight night, remember? That's why when Hendricks uh, lost to Thompson, yeah, he got yeah. injured. Yeah, then, then he fought uh, Travis he great Brown. against Travis Brown at UFC 200. And then supposed to fight Verdum again and has to pull out again because of dumb retardedness at the last minute. Nevada, yeah. yeah. See, yeah, that's a good pick because... It doesn't just your year to be disappointing doesn't mean you had to have like a terrible year where you lost every single fight yeah. or anything and yeah 
he was like looking on the up and up and then went right back down the old shithole yeah good stuff and uh, last up I got Anderson Silva oh yeah (laughs) started the year off lost Michael Bisping hasn't won a fight in years I mean technically Um, and then uh, took uh, I mean it was cool of him to take the last minute fight with DC but it was just a shitty fight not by his fault but I mean could not and nobody expected him to keep DC off of him yeah but uh, it was just a shitty fight we all we had all different picks and I can't disagree with any of them yeah but uh, my winner's definitely gonna be Misha Tate just because I didn't see how hard she would fall yeah how quickly from one of the biggest names in women's MMA to retired yeah on the Fox desk yeah crazy alright so let's move on to comeback fighter of the year oh boy so what do you think here sorry I was drinking coffee (laughs) it's alright comeback fighter of the year um I forgot first up uh Kevin Gaslam he uh I don't know what he did at the beginning of the year should have researched this more but he fought a UFC 200 looks good there beat Johnny Hendricks and then uh looked really good against Tim Kennedy like really good very I mean good. he's had his weight issues yeah but if but he, he, I mean, he definitely came out yeah. on top of it if he could stay at middleweight he might you know even have a better year next year yeah I think he's fighting Vitor Belfort next no, um, yeah that's gonna be good so he definitely came out on top of like a steady situation yeah those were the only two fights he had in 2016 yeah yeah he ended 2015 by losing to Neil Magny he lost twice in uh, 2015 so yeah good pick yeah, um, and Donald Cerrone, of course, um, he lost the title shot to RDA in December last year, and then came back at a welterweight on four now, taking fights whenever, and he's fighting again in January already. So um, he definitely had a great year. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Dominic Cruz, of course, came back from his injury, won his title back, and I mean, of course, he did just lose it, but he still had a great year. Hell for, yeah his circumstances um then I've got Nate Diaz just because I mean if you this time last or December of last year if you would have told me he was gonna fight Conor McGregor I would have told you you're fucking crazy yep <laughs> I just fought him twice and made I mean tens of millions of dollars and he's one of the biggest names in the sport right now yeah so I mean it's just incredible and lastly I've got uh Michael Bisping um I, I, he's had an incredible year beat Anderson Silva, Luke Rockhold, Dan Henderson, the champion. I mean, holy shit. Yeah, I'd say. Crazy. Um, Who's the winner? uh, So the winner's going to be, I'm going to have to go to Nate Diaz just because of how big his year has been. I mean, what he went from to what he is now is just incredible. Yeah, that's true. You can't argue that. Even though he lost his last fight. It doesn't yeah. matter. He's still saying twenty million to answer the phone. I mean, yeah. that's pretty badass. <laughs> and he's going to probably get it eventually. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be desperate. So, yeah. All right. Well, I have a lot of dissimilarities. I only have one, and that's Dominic Cruz, my first nominee. Yeah. Uh, just incredible how double ACL surgery. Actually, I think he had three in the t- in between. Uh, he came. He had two. Came back. Beat Mizugaki. Then had another one. Missed yeah. another year. But then he comes back, first fight back after another bad injury. 
and wins the title in a very close fight, granted, but a very impressive performance. Uh, looked as good as he ever did against T.J. Dillashaw to win that. Then he defends it against Uriah Faber to complete that trilogy. And, yeah, he lost the title, but, man, he could never win another fight and just an unbelievable comeback. What an incredible story. Yeah, absolutely. Next up, I have Conor McGregor, actually, because, I mean, just think. He started the year, lost by submission to Nate Diaz in a fight, you know, no one really saw coming. He was on top of the world, then he loses this, and people are questioning, you know, is this the end of the hype train for Conor McGregor? But no, he comes back. He revenges his loss in another close decision, but shows a ton of heart, ton of heart. And then, of course, goes out and wins the second title by knocking out Eddie Alvarez. Just great comeback, all within a span of a year. Yeah, that's a a really good pick. I didn't even think of it like that. And, uh, yeah, also Junior Dos Santos I have on here who... After he lost that third fight against Cain Velasquez, I thought, man, this guy's shot worn. I don't think he's ever going to be back at that level again. But here he is. He he put on. He had a great year. I think he uh, started off by beating Ben Rothwell, and then he beat Alistair Overeem. Knocked. No wait. Yeah, he knocked him out, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Shit. Now I'm confusing myself. But yeah, I think. Wait. JD, uh, he didn't knock out Overeem. He didn't? All right, let me look. So everyone got the title shot. That's right. That's what gave me pause. But I feel like he still did. All right, one second. Dos Santos. Got to get this shit right. I know. Got to fact check. Wish we had a New York Rick here to... Yeah, right. <laughs> Producer. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, God damn it, this is going to piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Junior Dos Santos. I mean, but look, now he's like one fight away from... Getting another title fight, potentially. He uh, fights Stefan Struve in February. And, yeah, yeah, he got knocked out by uh, Overeem. That's what it was. Completely opposite. And that was the end of 2015. So that was not last year. That's what I was thinking the whole time. (laughs) And then he came back and looked great against Ben Rothwell. Yeah. And he's right back in the thick of things here. So... Yeah, that took long enough to get through. Uh, <laughs> Yoel Romero is next on my list. He, um, I know you hate him, but he obviously had his troubles where he beat Jacare, but then got suspended six months for uh, tainted supplement. And when he finally did come back, he knocked out Chris Weidman viciously to set himself up for uh, the next title shot at Michael Bisming. So. He faced some adversity yeah. and was able to, to come through, even though we weren't rooting for him. And my last pick... Yeah, I mean, I think you... Go ahead. What? Uh, he was just losing the Chris Weidman fight, and then he came back and knocked his ass out. Yeah, that's true. That's true as well. Uh, last selection for me is your boy, Hendo, Dan Henderson. This is a guy who thought for sure would be retired or retiring or should be because he's just going to keep losing fights but no he comes back has a ridiculous knockout victory against uh hector lombard where he did things his leg got higher than i think it ever could possibly get and followed it up with a sledgehammer and then got the title shot got to go out with the title shot and really gave everything he had against bisbing obviously you said robbery of the year and and, uh, Keep breaking up real bad. Yeah, I'm just going to get through it, and then we'll reset. Oh, okay. 
Uh, but yeah, so he ends his career with a super close title fight against Michael Bisping and almost knocked him out on numerous occasions. So yeah, I wish he would have. Heck of a comeback. But I have to give the win to Dominic Cruz just from how this isn't just coming back from a bad 2015. This is coming back from he hadn't fought since like he only fought once since like 2012. So yeah. So yeah, Dominic Cruz, comeback fight of the year. So, that leads us to the next category, where the last one, people were coming back, but this, they're just breaking onto the scene. The newcomer of the year doesn't necessarily have to be a UFC debut, but at least someone that you had no idea who they were at all, and now you do, because they've impressed you. Or, or it could be newcomer to the UFC. Yeah, just a UFC newcomer, for the most part. It's all in the eye of the beholder. I have a little bit of both on mine, so. Yeah, I guess I'll go first since I, you went first in the last one. Uh, yeah. First up for me, Brandon Moreno, a flyweight who competed on the Ultimate Fighter flyweight tournament season, and I think he lost his fight like early on, but then he got a he got to be a late replacement on a, uh, a UFC card while the season was still going, and and beat Luis Smoka by knockout and then he came back had a second fight and won that one as well so this guy went from someone I'd never heard of and lost an early fight on the Ultimate Fighter to a prospect in the thin flyweight division who could easily be top 10 sometime next year yeah that's a good pick um, Mickey Gall is up next I mean this guy first heard of on looking for a fight the uh, UFC, Dana White's little reality show and gets to fight he comes in and he fights mike jackson who's basically an mma journalist it beats him obviously to fight cm punk then he beats cm punk pretty badly which was one of the worst fights of the year but not mickey gall's fault calls, <laughs> calls out sage northcutt and then submits the the superstar the uh boss's darling and uh it's just on his way up so he thinks he's going to take over the world next year so yeah. Burst onto the scene. Uh, next up, I got Lando Venata, who has a cool ass name. First of all, also came in as a late replacement for Khabib Nurmagomedov to fight Tony Ferguson over the summer and gave it everything he had. I mean, he almost knocked out Ferguson on a couple of occasions. I feel like and really showed a lot of uh, of toughness for a guy who was fighting a top five lightweight in his debut when he's normally a featherweight. And then he comes back last month and has one of the best knockouts of the year yeah. with the spinning back kick against John McDessey. So, yeah, that was flawless. So he seems like he's a legit prospect if he can work his way uh, back up the ladder after getting thrown into the wolves. <laughs> Next up, I got a, a big name here, Chris Cyborg. Justine, Chris Cyborg Justino, whatever her name is. Yeah. Uh, she obviously huge star for women's MMA, and finally broke through to get into the UFC and won her two catchweight bouts, which she cannot be a part of these awards next year probably since she's suspended for all of it. I mean, yeah, right. but she's on the list. And lastly, a guy who just premiered in the UFC last month, Emil Meek. He came over from World Series of Fighting and and he beat um, 
what's his face Jordan Meehan in a on UFC 206 and just he he looks good and he's it came from uh, Venom Venator was it? Oh yeah, that's yeah, right. Venator, that's right. Yeah, Venator. He might have fought one World Series. Of so he he had point. just knocked out uh, Pacquiao, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So yeah, I, maybe he has some potential in the UFC. Time will tell. But he's not my winner. My winner is Mickey Gall. I just felt like this was an easy call. Whoa! Didn't even mean to rhyme there. Uh, but yeah, Mickey Gall. I just feel like he went from complete. Nobody with almost no fights on his record to now he's actually a legit name in the game and he's got some yeah. face value. Yeah, he's got some selling value. power now. Yeah, our lists are literally almost identical. All right, that's cool. <laughs> if it's similar, we could go f- through it quicker. Um, the only difference I have is Choi, the Korean kid that just fought Cub Swanson. Okay, yeah, Do Ho Choi for sure. Do Ho Choi, yeah. Um, he looked incredible in that fight. I thought the stock only went up, even though he lost. Yeah. And he had three knockouts before that, which, but I had no idea who he really was until this fight, and uh, he definitely just didn't disappoint. But yeah. uh, and like Lando Venata, I didn't know who he was until this past knockout either, and um, he looked fantastic. Yeah, no and, doubt about it. Yeah, and then of course you got Mickey Gall. You know what he did. So, all right, who's your winner? Um, I'm going to have to give it to Mickey Gall, just like you said. Yeah. He was nobody. I mean, literally nobody, and now he's definitely got selling power, and I mean, he's calling out people left and right, and depending on what he can do in 2017, he could be a real big name. Yeah, for sure. So, great minds think alike there. (laughs) We move on from newcomer of the year to breakout fighter of the year. This is a guy who you probably heard of or – guy or gal who you've you heard of but man they just took that next step forward in their career to really uh you know break out <laughs> <laughs> um all right first up i've got amanda nunez she uh had a badass year i didn't know anything about her even until she fought uh misha tate i didn't know when she fought savanko or whatever the hell her name is <laughs> i Sh- guess shevchenko is not on your list no. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, Amanda beat her, yeah. and then beat Tate, and then beat Rousey. I mean, she's an incredible year, and I didn't know who she was till UFC 200. Yeah, I'd say but, that's uh, a breakout. Next up, I got Stipe. He, um, I mean, I definitely had heard of him before this year, but he had an incredible year winning the title. Yeah, in his hometown, and, yeah, great stuff. Yeah, and defending in his hometown. Um then I've got uh, Nate Diaz. I mean, I've definitely heard of him before, but like I said, he's uh, pretty much um, broke his name out to the maximum effect. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs> but then I've got Cody Garbrandt, who had an incredible year. I pretty much hated him up until this title fight. Yeah, no doubt. Check out the last episode we did. For more on that, we yeah, we crazy, but, uh, crazy. But he, I mean, he definitely proved everybody wrong to beat Dominic Cruz. Hell yeah! And, oh yeah, one more. Lastly, I got uh, Tyrone Woodley. Yep. Who I still fucking hate. <laughs> Shocked <laughs> but, the world with the Robbie Lawler thing. Yeah, he fucking knocked out Robbie Lawler, and then 
He had us out against Stephen Thompson. I heard yeah. Thompson boxes ass out in the next fight. <laughs> yeah, me too. But uh, I'm going to have to give the winner to Cody Garbrandt just because he had a top two with winning the title. Yeah. It was such a big upset. It's definitely got to be the winner. Yep. I mean, yeah, he, he's on my list. Uh, Cody Garbrandt, he went from unranked to champion by year's end, so that's saying something. And maybe he got the title shot sooner than he probably should have, but still went out and did the damn thing. Knocked yeah. out uh, a couple guys before winning the title against Cruz. I've got Steven Thompson. He was just the little karate kid, you know, fun fighter to watch. Uh, a lot of people picked Johnny Hendricks to beat him in the beginning of the year. Goes out and just dismantles him and really made a name for himself. Then goes out and beats Rory McDonald, you know, the guy who's supposed to be the the next steadfast champion at welterweight from Canada after GSP and all, and beats him in a very good strategic fight, and then had just a, one of the best fights of the year against Woodley at uh, UFC 205, so I really feel like he built up some name value for himself. Uh, yeah, I guess kind of my thinking on this is who could, who went from not being able to be a co-main or main event person to like you could like legitimately headline a, a card with them and yeah. it'd be no one would think twice and yeah I've also got Amanda Nunes on here because wow she went from yeah almost a complete nobody who I actually I was a fan of her from Strike Force even like I just thought she I liked her jujitsu and she really her striking has just gone through the roof and I felt like she could be a champion one day because she was kind of young for the division and here she is. She defeats Shevchenko in a gutsy performance. At the same night, Misha Tate beat Holly Holm. Then she goes out and annihilates Misha Tate before embarrassing Ronda Rousey like we talked about in the last episode. So yeah. I'd say people know who she is now. Yeah, pretty colossal year. You gave Duho Choi a nomination for newcomer. I gave him a nomination for a breakout fighter. I mean, I didn't know much about him before this year, but I had heard the name and I knew he had knocked out some people. But man, that fight against Cub Swanson was like, hello, <laughs> pay attention to whatever this guy's fighting. You know, yeah. take note. This this kid, he's like super young still and tough as nails. So for sure, he's a breakout fighter. And lastly, Yair Rodriguez, who I think... He won the Ultimate Fighter in Mexico or Latin America, I mean, and uh, and started surprising people by winning some fights and he's showing some style. But then I feel like this year he really he really put it to the max with especially that awesome fight he had against um, uh, Bruce Leroy and he had that awesome flying knee or not knee flying kick against um, Andre Feely. Yeah. yeah, that was awesome. I just feel like and now he's fighting BJ Penn so and headlining yeah. a card so. There you go, the definition of it. Uh, but yeah, I have to agree with you and give it to Cody Garbrandt just because, I mean, he went from a nobody unranked to the champion by the end of the year. Yeah. So let's go from breakout fight of the year to the upset of the year, which there was plenty of this year. I feel like this year was almost defined by how many upsets there were. Yeah, right. Uh, I think it was 10 champions uh, um, lost their belt in 2016, something like that. And the previous high was like seven 
or something in a year. And sure, there's more belts nowadays, but still, it seemed like almost every month someone was the belt was changing hands. Yeah. But first up, I got speaking of Cody Garbrandt, Cody Garbrandt over Dominic Cruz, because this was a fight I thought Cruz was just gonna pick him apart, jab him to death, keep his distance, wear him out, and win a decision like he always does. That was not to be. No. Garbrandt broke through and upset the apple cart. Next up, I got Eddie Alvarez over Rafael Dos Anjos on that, oh, that's a good one. on that card we were talking about. Fight pass uh, in July. Yeah, that was one where Dos Anjos, like I said, he was in my top pound for pound. And the only reason he didn't get to fight Connor was because of an injury. And I thought Eddie Alvarez shouldn't even have got the title fight because he's winning close, controversial decisions by, like, wrestling people against the cage and stuff like that. Yeah, like Johnny Hendricks style. Yeah, and I'm and, and Dos Anjos starts to fight off, like, putting it to Alvarez. He's boxing him up, and then, boom, one right hand, and the whole yeah. narrative changed. So that was pretty crazy. Yeah, I didn't see that one coming either. Another one, very similar, was Michael Bisping over Luke Rockhold at UFC 199. I mean, goodness gracious, Rockhold had already fought him uh, and dominated him easily. And Bisping, to boot, was also a late replacement for Chris Weidman. So I just yeah. assumed, I actually, I thought this was a, a really good card, except for the main event, because it was just going to be a Luke Rockhold domination. But no, Bisping went out there, and he not only, like, I mean, he was landing some good shots before he knocked him out. It was Luke Rockhold, so arrogant, so full of himself, so cocky, just looking past this fight, not giving Bisping a shot. And like myself, he was surprised. Yeah, I mean, that was crazy. Bisping wasn't even training. I've got that on my list, of course, too. I mean, Bisping wasn't even training. He was filming a movie. Yeah. Came down two weeks' notice. And like you said, Rockhold had like his hands down, was being cocky as shit. And, I mean, that was incredible to watch. And that's probably, that was one of my favorite fights of the year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Watching him knock Rockhold out like that, that was so awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's the first time I, I think I, oh, excuse me, had ever rooted for Bisbing to win a fight. And, man, he delivered. Yeah. But he's also on my next pick, Michael Bisbing over Anderson Silva. If you go back in time, I didn't give him a shot against Anderson Silva in February because... You know, he'd wanted to fight him for so long. And sure, Silva was getting older and had come off those losses to Weidman. But Bisbing, I mean, he hadn't really shown what he has shown in 2016 at that point. Yeah. So I was shocked that he beat Silva as well. Yeah, yeah I was too. And last but not least, Nate Diaz over Conor McGregor, UFC 196. <laughs> Another late replacement. Again, that's like a late replacement that comes in and and shocks the world. He he came in, looked like an easy fight for Conor McGregor. Uh, certainly wasn't. He uh, after getting beat up in the first round, comes back. Conor McGregor tired, hits him a couple good shots, and then smits him on the ground. So that was pretty upsetting. Yeah, that was pretty wild, especially because uh, I mean Conor was tuning him up until he just wore out. And that was another awesome moment of the year for us we were at uh buffalo wild wings or no green turtle yeah, right? and that, that place awesome. was packed and went insane once uh diaz submitted him yeah but my winner is michael bisbing over luke rockhold has to nice. be i mean just crazy to go from getting dominated by a guy to knocking him out the next time you fight him that's pretty good 
Yeah, definitely. Um, our lists are pretty similar, but uh, I've got Cruz versus Garbrandt, because, I mean, how can you not? That was a great yeah, fight. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely did not see, especially how it happened. Um, thought maybe Garbrandt could catch Cruz, but he just outworked him the whole time. Yeah. And uh, I've got, of course, Bisping over Rockhold. Like I said, that was one of my favorite moments of the year. It was incredible to watch. Um, and, uh, I mean, fucking Michael Bisping's a champion. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, he still is. Yeah. Um, next up, I got Misha Tate versus Holly Holm, uh, mostly just because how the fight was going. Holly Holm was winning pretty, I thought, pretty soundly. Besides, I mean, there was a few uh, uh, grappling interactions that Tate was winning, but I thought yeah. Holly Holm was definitely winning the fight. And then, yeah. Tate won that second round, but then she wasn't able to finish the choke, and then she got in the fifth. Yeah. That was on my list for a while. Got knocked off, like, I think by Cody Garbrandt over Dominic Cruz. Yeah. Just mainly because how the fight went down. It was uh, was pretty surprising. That was another fight that was at, we were at Green Turtle for, and they went fucking crazy. Yeah, same night. Yeah. Uh, Next up, I've got an obscure one, uh, Brian Barberina versus Sage Northcutt. Yeah. At the time, for sure. Yeah, it's at the time Sage was just supposed to be rolling through people, and then uh, he got checked out like a little bitch. Yeah, this schlubby, uh, bearded guy who doesn't really even look like a fighter comes out and makes him tap in a second. Yeah, like a little bitch. <laughs> and uh, last up, not I don't know, it's, I guess it's crazy. Amanda Nunes over Ronda Rousey, just mainly because how it went down. Um, didn't think Ronda Rousey was just going to get popped right through like that again. Yeah, that was like, crazy. Even quicker. I didn't see it coming. Um, I thought she'd be able to learn how to move her head or something. I mean, they didn't do <laughs> anything different. Did you hear the audio from uh, the corner? Yeah. <laughs> head movement. Head yeah. movement. She didn't move her head once. Yeah, probably didn't teach uh, her how to. Yeah, just exactly. Like, supposed to know what to do and then. He's just like, no, no. <laughs> yeah, he was devastated. Probably more devastated than her. Yeah, so it was, it was, it kind of sucks, man. Like, I woke up the next day and was like, holy shit, I can't believe that happened. Yeah. But my winner's got to be Michael Bisping, never yeah. rock hold. I mean, it's, I it's saw just awesome. Yeah, there's some things that are just indisputable. Yeah. But yeah, let's. That's one of the top moments of the year. Yeah, oh yeah. Especially if you hate Rockhold as much as I do. Yeah. All right, let's move on to card of the year. This is the uh, event. doesn't have to be UFC, but mine all are, of uh, that they put together that really, you know, got you the most jazzed up. Yeah. Uh, am I going first? Yeah, you go first. Uh, Sorry about that. It's all good. Well, my nominations are... Got 196, UFC 196. Gregor Diaz won. That card was awesome. Yes, it was. I didn't write down the whole cards. I probably should have. Uh, I, I think I can remember it. Hold on. We got obviously McGregor Diaz. Yeah. We got uh, Tate versus Home. Yep. We had Alir Latifi versus um, the, the guy that trains with Chris Weidman. His training uh, partner. John, John Levante. John Levante. Yes, yeah, I know who you're, you're talking about. Uh, Corey Anderson versus somebody. Yeah, that's all I got. 
Yeah, so put the, I mean, McGregor Diaz was awesome. The top two. Tate yeah. Home was awesome, yeah. Uh, next up, we got UFC 200. It was UFC 200. It was incredible. Yeah. Brock Lesnar. I mean, everything. Jose Aldo, Frankie Edgar, Anderson Silva, DC, Cain Velasquez. There's all kinds of people in that card. Even the whole undercard was awesome. Um, we've got UFC 202, McGregor Diaz 2. <laughs> that fight was incredible. Um, what was the committee event on that? Put me on the spot. Uh, was Anderson, uh, Anthony Johnson versus Glover Teixeira? Yeah, yeah. That was a fucking awesome knockout. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that card was good all around. Uh, Cody Garbrandt, that's when he called out Dominic Cruz after he knocked out Takei Mizugaki. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I've got UFC 205, New York card. It was incredible. Yes. Um. Lastly, I've got uh, UFC 206 because that was kind of like an underdog card. Didn't really think. I mean, it had the main event fall through, and then they yeah. set up this interim title bullshit. But I mean, all the fights turned out to be awesome, and I thought it like really delivered. Yes. Like, under the radar. Completely agree. But uh, I'm definitely have to give the winner to 205 just because it tops 200. It's hard not to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was crazy, like, how this year progressed. Like, 200, it was, like, unbelievable. We haven't seen a card stacked with that many title fights and that many big-name people, even all throughout the undercard. And then... Until 205. <laughs> yeah, like, like the main event fell apart and shit, but it was still an awesome card. And then 205, like, they started... They didn't have anything really announced for 205 yet. And then they started announcing 205, and it was like, holy shit. And then yeah. they put fucking Connor at the top of it. Just kept getting better and better and better. Yeah. It, was, it, it delivered. Yeah, hundred percent. It did. Yeah, uh, it's definitely on mine. It's one of my nominations. UFC two hundred five. Alvarez McGregor. I mean, he even had Khabib Nurmagomedov versus Michael Johnson on the undercard. Just everything about it. I feel like it. It, it worked in a way that UFC two hundred kind of lost momentum at certain points, just because like the DC versus Silva fight was kind of dragged things down. Like, 205 yeah. built momentum consistently throughout the night and then landed on such a high spot. So that's why I like that one. Yeah. Uh, I also have UFC 202, McGregor versus Diaz Part 2. Uh, it's mostly for the main event, to be honest, but there's certainly other fights on it as well, like the Johnson knockout and stuff like that. But, man, that was just one of the best fights of the year, McGregor versus Diaz. The back and forth, you know, controversial, close decision. Uh, great card. Yeah. Next up, I got McGregor versus Diaz 1, UFC 196. Just like you said, those top two fights made it. The two title fights with shocking submission vict victories for Tate and Diaz. And then, yeah, I got two runs. Uh, I got <laughs> UFC 206, like you said, last month. was a fight card that, it, from the very beginning, I was like just downplaying it and saying it's one of the weakest of the year. But then, once it came closer, I was like... Actually, there's some fun little fights on here. And then yeah. every single one of them delivered, like, to the best they possibly could have. And, uh, yeah, it was just a hell of a lot of fun, even if there wasn't any major storylines necessarily coming out of it. It was still, like, the the action in the cage was fantastic. Yeah, it was good to see Max, Max Holloway prove himself, too. Yeah, definitely. The Duho Choi versus Cub Swanson fight, though, that was the highlight for me. Yeah. And UFC 199 was very similar in that 
it was one that I it was the one before 200 you know wasn't like getting too excited for that I was looking ahead to 200 and uh, Weidman dropped out Bisbing comes in and I think it's going to be a uh, a blowout but instead you got great fights like Henderson versus Lombard you got the Yair Rodriguez crazy knockout the um, the shoot there was one of the, the guy I can't remember his name off the top of my head but he threw a submission on six mission at the end of a of a fight and just seemed like much like two oh six, every fight, even if you weren't necessarily looking forward to it, delivered in a way that entertained. Yeah. And also you had Dominic Cruz versus Uriah Faber on that card, so seems like a lifetime ago. Yeah, it does. But I mean overall the UFC did an incredible job in two thousand sixteen of putting on great pay per views. Yeah. Even oh, yeah. even if some of the free cards were lacking and some got canceled, they always made sure to to stack the pay per views, which I appreciate. I love that. I think that's yeah. a great idea. Would and you go as far as to say it's the best year? Off the top of my head, I would say yes, but yeah. you know, I didn't do any research or anything, so yeah. could be wrong. But I loved it every second of it. And Definitely. UFC two hundred five gets the nod. For best card of the year. I mean, come on. Yeah. The premiere in New York, New York, and uh, three title fights. All it's amazing. It was fantastic. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much the cream of the crop when it comes to the fight card. Yep. I don't think they'll ever top that. It's at least on paper. And uh, yeah, so that will go from card of the year to story of the year. You know, uh, there's plenty of those to go around in 2016. Uh, tons of news in in MMA and I'll kick yeah. it off with MMA being legalized in New York just which was able to cre- give us UFC 205 I mean this was something that had been rumored to happen for a long time it was the last state to legislate the sport and when it finally happened it paid off like gangbusters also, yeah that was pretty incredible <laughs> yeah also have the UFC being sold for $4 billion. To go along with that, just the changes that the new owners are bringing in. like That was like a new story every other week. Just they're firing people, laying off people. They're going to change this. They're going to change that. And just the yeah. fact that the freaking company stole for $4 billion is insane. Yeah. Just It was like two days or the day after UFC 200. I feel like it was announced. And speaking of UFC 200... John's jo- John Jones testing positive for uh, steroids right before UFC 200. And here's my little headline. I put, John Jones tested positive, and so did everybody else. Because that was like the story of the year. It seemed like someone's getting popped at least once a month. Yeah, definitely. And also got the Conor McGregor saga. Conor McGregor, I'm slurring my words. Conor McGregor saga. I mean, he's a story... <laughs> on and of himself just the way he promotes himself to the way he refused to do media uh, like a certain someone that they gave into and they pull him from a card and he says he's going to retire then he comes back wins two belts and says he wants part ownership just everything going well with conor mcgregor is he's always newsworthy and i kind of i cheated here i kind of have six nominees i have year of the upsets and it's just like this seemed like the story headline coming out of almost every pay-per-view was that a huge upset, so-and-so lost their title or lost this big fight. So that yeah. was one. And also have 
MMA unions are us. Just you get a union, you get a union, everybody gets a union. <laughs> I think there's like three or four of them out there, and none of them have been effective so far. And I think that'll be a story that continues on in 2017. Yeah, but I definitely think so too. The winner's got to be the UFC selling for $4 billion. Yep. How about I mean, you? <laughs> I got, I got uh, nothing else. I mean, <laughs> um, well, we're pretty similar. Um, first up's definitely the UFC sale, four point one billion or whatever it was. Um, I mean, like the biggest sports franchise sale ever. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's just a crazy amount of money when you think about it. And uh, yeah, sold for the same amount like, as Star Wars. Really? Holy shit. Yeah. Disney bought Star Wars for $4 billion, And that's Damn. pretty lucrative. Fuck yeah. It's <laughs> a lot of money. But I mean, there's a lot that goes with that. And like, my next thing is the UFC firings. I mean, the WME is like taking over and like putting their own regi- regime in. Yeah. Um, and that's like UFC firings slash like, I don't know, like the old, the past, I mean, it's like a whole new chapter of the UFC. It's crazy. Um, next up, I got Ronda Rousey losing. Um, probably never coming back. Yeah, that's Slash, crazy. like, losing a lot of stars. Um, Sage lost. Rousey's out. I mean... Page lost. Page lost. GS, they won't negotiate with GSP. Like, definitely got to, like, make some new stars. Um, and I also have John, something in there with John Jones sucks at life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, yeah. Um, and then I've also got like uh, like the MMA association um, and and the unions, but also like to go along with that, the way the landscape of like MMA has changed, with like Bellator picking up a lot more higher name USC fighters and such. How like the that whole lawsuit thing kind of fell away, and you haven't heard about that, and now you hear about unions and association like the change over from that to that you know what I mean yeah definitely um but I mean I, I don't see how you don't go with UFC sale yeah I'm, I mean, go, I'm going with like the UFC sale and UFC firings goes along with that like yeah I agree it's like crazy dude people I mean like, oh. that might be sports story of the year let alone MMA story of the year yeah for sure <laughs> so yeah good pick since we had the same one I'll say it was a good pick yeah <laughs> uh, now we're getting into the top five categories, the big ones. You know, we're, we're next up. We got submission of the year. So you're up. I'm up. Uh, all right. First up, I got Tate versus Home. It was a crazy fight and crazy submission in the last last round. Two minutes left or so in the last round. As she choked him out, choked her out cold. It's pretty badass. Hell yeah. Uh, next up, I got Diaz submitting McGregor. Um, how can you not have that? That was incredible. Um, and then I've got uh, Cowboy Cerrone uh, triangling, uh, full male triangling, Charles Oliver, Oliver. Alex Oliver. Alex Oliver. The or, other Cowboy. It was just a regular, regular triangle, I think it was. Brazilian Cowboy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was a nice submission. Um, then I've got Damian Maya dismantling Carlos Condit. Slice it through oh, like yeah. butter. Yep. I couldn't put that on my list because it was heartbreaking. <laughs> and lastly, I've got uh, Mickey Gall 
submitting uh, Sage Northcutt pretty easily. And the winner is? Uh, I'm going to have to give the winner to Diaz, Smith, and McGregor. I mean, that was just... Uh, Incredible. Yeah, I mean, with the steam behind McGregor and all the shit talk and the way the fight went, how can you not give it to him? Yeah. We'll see. We'll see if how I could not. Uh, <laughs> uh, I got Brian Ortega. That's the guy I was looking for. His name on UFC 199. He knocked out um, Clay Guida at the last second in that on that card. Uh, but on UFC 195, he did it again. The late heroics over Diego Brandau through a trap. Yeah, I, had, I had that on a short list. Yeah, he threw the triangle up when it seemed like he potentially losing that fight until that point, but. Yeah, that was awesome. Just the way it almost seemed like he was setting it up the whole time. But, uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, Misha Tate over Holly Holm, of course. I mean, come on. I mean, fifth round in a title fight against someone who she had was a big underdog against and choked her unconscious. It was amazing. Yeah. Uh, I got Anthony Pettis over Charles Oliveira on UFC on Fox 21. It's not as impressive now that Oliveira went on to get submitted again by Ricardo <laughs> Lamas, but at the time I was like, man, that's pretty impressive to submit the guy that always submits everybody else. And, uh, yeah, I guess that's the one high point of Anthony Pettis' year, so, or last couple of years even. Yeah. Uh, I also have Ben Rothwell, a go-go plata over Josh Barnett on UFC on Fox 18. Just because Josh Barnett, I mean, I don't think he'd ever been submitted, or at least not like that anyway. Uh, and yeah, I don't think he had either. I was pretty a good. unique submission. That's like this year was like rear naked choke, rear naked choke. If if someone was getting submitted, it was a rear naked choke. But this was a freaking go go. So that was uh, pretty cool. Yeah. And I also have Nate Diaz rear naked choke over Conor sure. McGregor UFC one ninety six. How could anyone not pick it? I agree. That's what my, my uh, submission of the year is as well. I knew it. <laughs> so from submissions, slick submissions to brutal knockouts, let's go over to knockout of the year, and I'll kick things off with Paige Van Zant over Beck Rawlings, UFC on Fox 21. Comes out opening of the second round and does like a crane kick, Karate Kid style. Kicks yeah, back for Hollings in the face, knocks her out. Just really cool moment. Didn't see it coming. Didn't know Paige Van Sant had knockout power like that, but she pulled it off. Of course, I got to have Anthony Johnson over Glover Teixeira from UFC 202. Like I said, just melts his face. Just uh, hits him with the short uppercut, and he crumples to the ground. Dies instantly. Yeah. Oh, my God. Just so nasty. Also got Dan Henderson over Hector Lombard just the improbability of it like he almost got knocked out a couple times Lombard almost got knocked out a couple times but then he did get knocked out by this left kick followed up by a couple bombs and man it was just brutal yeah it was awesome and also got a couple from UFC 206 first up Lando Venata against John McDessie just imitating Edson Barbosa or maybe improving upon that spinning uh, back kick right to the jaw knocks him out cold just pretty as could be and lastly Donald Cerrone over Matt Brown just the way Matt Brown I mean it hit him perfectly to the jaw and the way he just 
fell straight back and was like convulsing on the ground was just pretty crazy yeah but i gotta give it to your boy dan henderson over hector lombard i mean that was just i I, you know it i've never been the biggest dan henderson fan but i'm watching that fight at buffalo wild wings and going crazy like just monumental shock and awesomeness yeah that was awesome um all right first up i've got uh uh what the hell Venata uh, against Mike Desi. Lando Venata. Land, Lando Venata. His uh, perfect spinning back kick. Yes. Was clean as it come. Um, next up, I got uh, Stipe knocking out for Dune to win the title. Just clean. Hell yeah. Counter was, a little yeah. right off the back foot. Knocked him out cold. And then I've also got Michael Bisping with the upset knockout over uh, Luke Rockhold. I mean... Who saw that coming? It was just like that clean punch on the chin. Rockhold was cocky, had his hands down, got caught, stumbled down, like didn't really know where he was. Like, and he just like watched Michael Bisping come at him and smash his face in. It was awesome. Hell yeah. Um, I've also got Paige Van Zandt with the flying switch kick against Becca Rowlings. That was badass. Yeah, it was. And uh, lastly, I've got Michael Page caving in Cyborg. <laughs> Literally. Face. Like, it sounded like a baseball bat. Oh. And that's got to be my winner just because it was so brutal. I mean, we've never seen anything like that. And follows it up with catching him in the Pokeball. It was unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that flying knee hit, and it sounded like he had an aluminum baseball bat on, like, a golf ball or something. Ping. And it just came, caved his forehead in just the perfect shape of his kneecap. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty nasty. Hey, at least Bellator is getting some love on here. Yeah. <laughs> Other than worst fight. Uh, can't believe you didn't have Hendo. Yeah. I mean, I had him on a list of some. Uh, you probably uh, thought, eh, he knocks people out all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your winner? Uh, Michael Pages. Oh, okay, cool. Just because it was so brutal. Yeah, I thought Lando was going to get yours, but... Yeah, I mean, it is a nice spinning back kick. It is a popular pick. I thought pick. of Michael Page, like, just how brutal that is. I mean, Yeah. It seems like is a popular pick among uh, the media for this one. Yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, deserves it. But, yeah, plus right. it was really recent, too. Up to the last three categories now. Round of the year. This... <laughs> is a tricky this was a little tougher for me to to figure out because yeah i can know which fights i thought were the best but i never really thought about which rounds were the best before i started doing this you know because i mean there's certainly and it i'm glad i really started paying attention because there's some fights where it could be a boring first two rounds but then that third round for some whatever reason just magic happens and uh yeah so interested to see your picks here yeah, uh, I definitely had a little bit of trouble narrowing stuff down, uh, too. Like, well, thinking of them and then narrowing down from the list that I thought of. But uh, first up, I've got Anderson Silva versus Michael Bisping, round three. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because, mainly because of the way it ended, and that should have been knockout. I mean, he hit him with that flying knee, and his face was so fucked up. And he was out cold, but the round just happened to end. Like, it was just wild. Um, next up, I've got... Cub Swanson versus Doe Choi round two. 
Um, that fight was incredible. Uh, all kinds of back and forth action. I mean, I could not believe that kid Choi's chin. Man, and giving it right back too. Yeah, blew me away. Um, I've got uh, High Home versus Misha Tate round five. It was a back and forth fight. Like I said earlier, uh, Misha Tate almost had home in the second rounds, and whom I thought was winning the fight, and then the fifth round, Tate gets her back again and chokes her out unconscious. I mean, it's just a fucking crazy fight. And win my submission of the year. So, I mean, it's definitely one of the best <laughs> yeah. rounds of the year. Yeah. But, um, um, no, it didn't win my submission of the year, but. It was up there. Yeah. For show. For show. I've also got uh, Robbie Lawler versus Carlos Condit round five. That fight was incredibly badass, and that round five was especially badass. I mean, back and forth. Both guys were tired as shit. Ex- rocked both rocked each other more in that round crazy back and forth and i mean it was it's about as close to a fight as it can be yep um and then lastly i have uh conor mcgregor nate diaz two round three okay fight was fucking wild also started looking just like the first fight though yeah this was the round when it looked like diaz was going to finish him yeah it started looking just like the first fight where Connor looked like he was gassed as shit and Diaz started hitting him with punches and pointing at him and it was like, oh shit, what's about to happen? But Connor fought through it. Yeah, he got a second win somehow. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. But uh, I'm going to have to give my winner to Robbie Lawler, Car- Carlos Condit in round five just because of yeah. how intense it was and how hard it, topped off. it topped off just an incredibly badass fight. Yeah, hard to argue with that for sure. I mean... I will just say now that's my first nominee, Lawler versus Condit round five. I mean, they literally, almost literally, not actually literally, left like everything in there. I just love when the round ends, they both like can barely move. They go over to the side of the fence, you know. Yeah. It's that moment where it was like. Both leaning up against. Yeah, heart and soul. Uh, yeah, that entire fight was incredible, but it seemed like each round got more and more intense. And uh, I really need to rewatch that fight. But uh, yeah, I actually did uh, like two days ago. Or, that's awesome. Like yesterday, yeah. Just uh, I was thinking about it. it was fresh. Did he fresh on the line? Yeah, it happened in January. So yeah, I'll have to one year anniversary. Got to check that out. Yeah. I also have Cub Swanson versus Duho Choi round two. Um, this one was hard for me to pick around because every round was like Rock'em Sock'em Robots, but I just felt like they both had bigger moments in round two where I thought each of them were going to be knocked out multiple times during that round yeah and the whole fight was awesome yeah and very similar to Dan Henderson versus Hector Lombard round two at UFC 199 that's where Lombard lands bombs Henderson looks like he's done manages to survive rocks Lombard Lombard rocks him and then he finally knocks him out it was just pandemonium everywhere (laughs) great stuff (laughs) also have Silva versus Bisbing, round three, for much like the reasoning you gave. Just It was probably the most competitive round of a pretty good fight, in my opinion, and the craziness of how it ended was crazy. Yeah. And I have McGregor versus Diaz, but it's actually round two of their first fight at UFC oh, 196. I just felt like start of the second round, looks like Connor's going to keep going. He's hitting him, he's hitting him, and all of a sudden, oh, shit. 
he's gassed. Yeah. And just the realization slowly comes across until, you know, what happens. I don't even need to say it. Well, yeah, just the way it went down so incredibly awesome. Like, Nate Diaz was popping him with jabs, pointing at him, and just wearing him down and yeah. talking all kinds of shit. It was awesome. Just to... Like, unlike Henderson Lombard or Swanson Choi where it's back and forth, this was like you saw the gradual shift in momentum from McGregor being in complete control to Diaz by the end of the round. It's yeah. pretty cool. But I give it to Swanson versus Choi, round two. Just good uh, choice. If, uh, and Lawler versus Condit, super close second. That was I pretty much flipped a coin for this. But both, yeah. both of those fights, man, just incredible. The volume that's being thrown. Yeah, definitely. But let's get to fight of the year. Dun dun dun. dun, dun, dun. And first up, there were first. There's a lot of great fights this year. This yeah, is was. Uh, a hard hard list to choose from. But first up for me is Lawler Condit, UFC 195. The whole fight as a whole. That's bad. Proper uh, sentencing. So was <laughs> that. But. Uh, uh, yeah, this whole entire fight was great from beginning to end. Technical, but yet also just natural striking going on. And uh, starts off, round one's great, just gets better each and every round as you go on until that fifth and final round, which we have both said is one of the rounds of the year, and you said was round of the year. So awesome stuff there. Next up I have Dominic Cruz versus TJ Dillashaw. UFC Fight Night 81, also in January. January was a great month for fights, apparently. But that was a super close, knockdown, drag-out fight that we vehemently disagree with. I gave it to Cruz. You gave it to Dillashaw. Judges agree with me. And uh, just love the speed and the accuracy that these guys showed and the toughness. Very good stuff. Very good stuff. Next up, I got Ioana and Jacek versus Claudia Gadea at the Ultimate Fighter 23 finale. Just thought this was the best woman's fight of the year. Um, Gadea comes out looking for revenge and really puts to Joanna Champion for the first two rounds. Looks like she's going to finish her at multiple points, but Jacek has the cardio of like a god and comes back and just easily wins three, four, and five because Gadea is v- very tired and she her striking is crisp and able to, to win the fight. I, I loved every second of it. Yeah, I, I totally forgot about that fight. I didn't even think yeah, about it. Yeah, definitely under the radar. <laughs> Wasn't, yeah, just the ultimate fighter finale. Crazy. Yeah, something like that. Right in the middle of uh, UFC 200, right? Because the night before, Eddie Alvarez knocked out Dos Anjos and then the next night was UFC 200. Yeah, yeah. That was the cream. It's like a film. Thursday or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also have Cub Swanson versus Duho Choi. Of course, we've talked it up tremendously, and it <laughs> bears no more repeating. Also have Conor McGregor versus Nate Diaz Part Two. Just amazing five round fight, back and forth. Just the theater of it all. To quote Ariel Hawani, uh, just the whole, the whole, the fight as a whole has a storyline where it's like. Oh, here we go again. Connor's winning the early rounds. Oh, he's fading. He's going to get finished. Nope. But then he shows that heart and comes through and manages to to win the fight on the judges' yeah. scorecard. So. Yeah, it was badass. I mean, it was definitely lived up to all the expectations. Yeah, and that's, yeah, like you say, it's one where it has so much hype where you could never possibly live up to it, but it even surpassed them in my mind. Yeah, definitely. 
But my fight of the year is Robbie Lawler versus Carlos Condit. First, first pay-per-view of the year, first card of the year, and it stood the whole test of time for me. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It was like the first week of the year, and it's, it's fight of the year. Yeah, maybe one of the best fights of all time, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely, definitely up there. Um, all right, well, we're not, we're pretty close together here. Um, we've got Cubs Watson, Doe Choi, like you said, we've talked it talked about it nonstop. Uh, it's an incredible fight um, also got Holly Holm versus Misha Tate I thought the fight was awesome and especially the way it flip flopped um, it's home getting choked out pulled yeah um, then I've got Woodley Thompson I mean, they fought to a draw it was a really good back and forth fight Woodley rocked Thompson a couple of times Thompson fought well himself I thought Thompson probably took the win but I'm sure a lot of people thought Woodley took the win so I guess I'm glad I guess I'm glad it was a draw um, I can't wait to see the rematch yeah uh, then I've also got McGregor Diaz too like we said it surpassed all expectations and I've got Lawler versus Condon too also like you said first fight of the year and most badass fight of the year it's definitely my fight of the year also mm-hmm. I don't see how you can't be yeah, exactly. I, I would say McGregor Diaz, too, was probably second place for me. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But yeah. I'll, I would put Woodley Thompson probably. Uh, well, I mean, I guess McGregor Diaz, too, was probably much better than that. Yeah. All Just right. because circumstances. Yeah, true. All right, well, here's the big one Fighter of the Year. Some people break it between male and female, but we didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we should. Maybe we shouldn't have, but we didn't. So maybe next year. But fighter of the year, the honor is huge. This is like best picture at the Oscars right here. So who are your nominees? All right. To get started. Um, had a great year at a new work weight class. Went 4-0. I got Cowboy Cerrone. Yeah. Um, went 3-0 and and became champion and beat the Best women's fighter of all time, Amanda Nunes. Um, went 4 0 from unranked to champion, Cody Garbrandt. Um, and then came back after a loss to win two fights in a row and win two championships at the same time, <laughs> yep. Conor McGregor. And last but not least, the thoroughbred of fighters. And possibly a Frankenstein or something. Michael Bisping wins the middleweight <laughs> championship. Yep. She saw that coming. Yep, yep, yep. Um, this was a tough one to pick the actual winner for me. Yeah, I agree. I could justify a lot of different reasons why each one of these fighters should win it. But, like I said, what the fuck is he, Frankenstein? I'm going to have to give it to Michael Bisping. I mean, I did not ever see him being a middleweight champion. Unbelievable, yep let alone defend it and I mean although I think he lost that fight it's just like when GSP beat Hendricks I mean the winner is the winner that's right so, <laughs> yeah. Michael Bisping good stuff the man. year he had yeah fight of the year yeah we're very similar here I've got yeah. uh, Cody Garbrandt like you said unranked the champion 4-0 with three knockouts hard to argue that uh, I got Donald Cerrone Enters the new weight class after a devastating loss 
goes 4-0 and is immediately one of the top contenders at welterweight. Also have Conor McGregor, who despite losing the first fight of the year, came back, revenged it, and won the second belt for the first time in UFC history. Michael Bisbing, Frankenstein himself, <laughs> he uh, starts the year off by be- shockingly beating his arch nemesis in Anderson Silva, then shockingly beating Luke Rockhold in a re- late replacement, and then unimaginably getting a rematch against Dan Henderson and revenges that loss, that iconic loss from UFC 100. I'm yeah. fucking believable. It's just, what a year. What a fucking yeah. year. And also have Ioana Janjacek. That's who my female fighter of the year is. Just because she she only went 2-0 as opposed to 3-0 for Nunes, but... I don't she, know how you give that 2 0 for Nunes. Just because she had... I know. Nunes beat Tate and Ronda Rousey. <laughs> All right, here, here's my reasoning. Janjacek had one of the best fights of the year against... Claudia Gadea, and then she was on the epic UFC 205 card and had another great fight against Kovalkovich and really cemented her legacy, her long-standing legacy. She fin- a, she didn't finish anybody. B, she didn't retire. I mean, she did We're on it, Rousey. I mean, and fucking, she beat fucking Shelchenko, who's, who's coming up in the ranks now, too. I mean, that, that's just crazy. Amanda Nunes, definitely female fighter of the year. Uh, I can see your points, but... Uh, <laughs> I feel like the Shevchenko fight was uh, not the most exciting, and she barely held on to win. Uh, Misha Tate, who is Misha Tate? She's she's oh, the person. She's the person who who's Misha Tate? Who <laughs> she was the fucking champion. That's who she was. Had got lucky to look. I'm trying to make my case here. Who's <laughs> <laughs> just a veteran who is like Forrest Griffin winning the title, just well rounded but not a world beater, and Nunez just overwhelmed her. And then she beat Ronda Rousey, who was like a veteran coming home from the war, having flashbacks, <laughs> and just standing there with a dumb look on her face, letting you do whatever you want to her. Uh, no, I completely understand Nunez being in the Fighter of the Year conversation, and I'm just a huge Yinjaychik fan, so I might be clouding my judgment. Clodging my... <laughs> that was a reach but uh i agree with you michael bisbing fighter of the year just because what a story just improbability after improbability all the way through and i think he's gonna be the disappointment of the year in 2017 <laughs> quite possibly but yeah this is a lot of fun uh had a lot of similarities but some differences as well so pretty cool yeah ne- next year definitely. we'll add some categories, maybe we'll split fighter of the year into male and female, especially since now they've added a third weight class for the females. Yeah, very true. And, uh, yeah, thanks for a great year. This officially... Yeah, look forward to another one. Yeah. Let us know what you, we, you guys thought of our picks. Maybe send us some of your picks on our Twitter or uh, email them to us. Yeah, absolutely. And it was a hell of a year. I was glad to be part of it, and hopefully this is the first of many award shows that we do at the end of the year yeah absolutely so as always you can email us theredbeltreport at gmail.com follow us on twitter at redbeltreport I'm on twitter at the Oriole Report. Uh, I'm at Brooks Phelan and subscribe rate and review us on iTunes and until next year we'll see you later peace